Can you give us a station ID? They'll kill me if I don't, I don't ask. I'd hate to see you killed. This is Steve Robinson, temporarily back on Earth, in Davis on KDVS 90.3. This is Radio Parallax, a slightly different perspective from a slightly different view, with topics that include matters in science, technology, history, politics, current events, and whatever we damn well please. And now the host of Radio Parallax, Douglas Everett. Welcome to the program. It seems that about once a month, we do one program that sort of evolves a lot of catch-up stuff, uh, stuff that's been... uh, uh, cut out, put into a pile, looked at as good Radio Parallax material, but something which didn't necessarily make the show. We're going to play some catch-up today with some of those articles. In segment two, though, we are going to take on uh, what is the, the beginning of the war over the arena in Sacramento. We know that we have a lot of listeners uh, in other states, up in Washington and Minnesota, Kentucky, New York, we, we hear from you by, by email, and so you may not find this to be a burning issue for you, but I think this has application everywhere, because everywhere you go, it seems the local politicians like to please the people that live nearby that have lots of dough. It's been our experience that everywhere in the world, literally, you will find that the powers that be will try and get the politicians to do what they want, whether it benefits the local populace or not. That is certainly the case here in Sacramento at least in our opinion. And why don't we start the top of the show by noting that the opinions expressed on this program represent those of the host alone and do not necessarily represent the views of KDVS, our sponsors, or the University of California. We at Radio Parallax do have a sneaking suspicion, however, that at least some of those parties must agree with us because, because of our uncanny knack of hitting the nail right on the head. And as we start today's program, we would like to solicit you, the listening public, our, our, our listenership, to contribute via email to this program because we're going to ask you today to try and evaluate what you think uh, is good and what is maybe not good about Radio Parallax. This, of course, is in your opinion. What do you like? What do you don't like? We're going to take that as what is good and what is bad. Because Mr. McGillan and I do not work to produce this program to please ourselves. We hope that we are reaching you. We want, at this point, to have you tell us how you think we're doing. We do some things on a regular basis. We start out with this day in history. We do the good, the bad, and the ugly. We do a quote of the day. We do try to do a joke of the day, statistic of the day. We mention obituaries in segment three. We've sort of fallen into a pattern. Our goal is to build a better show for you, and we want you to tell us how we should do that by sending a note to info at radioparallax.com. All right, let's begin with one of our usual features in the program, which is how we start the show. Namely, this date in history. And August 31st is quite a day in history. In 1939, despite threats of British and French intervention, Nazi German leader Adolf Hitler signs an order to attack Poland. That evening, 
Nazi SS troops wearing Polish uniforms staged a phony invasion of Germany, which Nazi propagandists publicized as an unforgivable act of aggression. Hitler expected further appeasement from Great Britain and France, especially in uh, in the wake of their uh, disgraceful sellout of Czechoslovakia. But this time Germany was told to withdraw by September 3rd or face war with the Western democracies. Naturally, he did not. Thus, on this date in history, 67 years ago, World War II commenced. Americans tend to think of World War II as starting with the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor, but in truth, the war had been raging for 27 months before the U.S. got involved. And on this date in history, in 1955, U.S. Secretary of State John Foster Dulles openly supported South Vietnamese President Ngo Dinh Diem's position of refusing to hold national and general elections to reunify the two Vietnams. These were called for by the Geneva Accords of July 1954. When the French pulled out, they split Vietnam in two. But both parties realized that if the elections were actually held, the more populous North would reunite Vietnam under Ho Chi Minh and the communist banner. After refusing then to allow a true democratic election to go forward, the U.S. got involved and uh, established various phony baloney elections in South Vietnam for years afterwards. Older listeners will no doubt remember the re-election campaign of President Nguyen Van Thieu, wherein he was the only candidate on the ballot. He did have the support of the U.S. president, so in effect he was elected president by a vote of one to nothing. There are many interesting uh, observations which could be made regarding what happened on August 31st, 1939, and again in 1955, particularly in regards to what is going on in the world today. But, you know, we have to spend the whole rest of the hour dealing with uh, just that if we, uh, if we let ourselves and, and we're just going to pass on it and move on. On August 31st, 1975, the former president of the Teamsters, Jimmy Hoffa, was reported missing in Detroit. No trace of him has ever been found over the past 31 years. It is, however, universally assumed that the Teamster leadership of 1975, in cahoots with some mafia bigwigs, bumped off Jimmy Hoffa. All right, our statistic of the day, which comes from the Los Angeles Times slash Bloomberg poll, is that 34% of Americans say they would vote for a Muslim candidate for president. 53% say they would not. On the other hand, 65% say they would vote for an evangelical Christian candidate, while 22% say they would not. Our question is, do they mean openly evangelical Christian? Because it seems the guy we got right now fits the bill. That's statistic A. Statistic B is as follows. According to the Washington Post, 30% of Americans are not sure in which year the September 11th terrorist attacks took place. And yes, that was five years ago, 2001, in case you're one of those 30%. I shouldn't say that. We're pretty sure anyone listening to Radio Parallax is not in that 30%. Yeah, we're pretty sure they're listening to Tom Sullivan. And speaking of evangelical Christians, our quotes of the day come from Ms. Catherine Harris the former election-stealing Florida Secretary of State, who's now in the U.S. Congress. Congressperson Harris is evidently running behind in the polls, so she uh, decided to, I guess, perk up her campaign 
by uh, telling the Florida Baptist Witness Weekly Journal of the Florida Baptist State Convention that A, the nation's founding fathers did not intend the country to be a nation of secular laws. B, if Christians are not elected to political office, politicians will legislate sin. And C, the separation of church and state is a lie. Yes, she actually said those things, and frankly, we would expect nothing less than the former Florida Secretary of State who supervised the non-recount of any votes in Florida back in 2000. And yes, those of you out there who are under the mistaken notion that they did uh, hold a recount, no. They ran all of the cards through the machines again. There was never a recount in Florida in 2000. When they finally got around to starting one, the Supreme Court stopped it and, in effect, appointed George W. Bush president. All right, our joke of the day. Man says to his wife, I don't know how you can be so stupid and so beautiful all at the same time. His wife responded, well, God made me beautiful so you'd be attracted to me. God made me stupid so I'd be attracted to you. All right, let's do the good, the bad, and the ugly, as we like to do on this program. All right, according to The Week magazine, last week was a good week for incredible coincidences after magician David Copperfield announced the discovery of an actual fountain of youth on one of the four islands in the Bahamas he recently bought for $65 million. Bugs or insects that are near death come in contact with the water and they fly away, said Copperfield, who's earned a handsome living over the years by fooling people. He added, it's an amazing thing. Very, very exciting. The magazine conversely judged last week a bad week for gentle landings after a booklet distributed by bankrupt Northwest Airlines advised its soon-to-be-terminated employees looking to save money not to be, quote, shy about pulling something you like out of the trash, unquote. And finally, we here at Radio Parallax judge that it surely was an ugly week last week for American jurisprudence when a former judge convicted of exposing himself while presiding over jury trials by using a sexual device under his robe was sentenced to four years in prison. Yes, evidently former judge Donald Thompson, who had spent almost 23 years on the bench and had served as a state legislator before retiring from the court in 2004, went on trial this summer, wherein his former court reporter testified that she saw him expose himself at least 15 times during trial between 2001 and 2003. Prosecutors said he used a device known as a penis pump during at least four trials in the same period. I can't help it. I love the judge's explanation for what happened. He explained that he, the penis pump was given to him as a joke by a longtime hunting and fishing buddy. Said the judge, 
It wasn't something I was hiding. <laughs> Evidently not. The court reporter saw it. Thompson went on to explain that he may have been absentmindedly squeezing the pump's handle during court cases, but he never used it to masturbate. It appears that the former judge is going to have to serve a full sentence because throughout the trial he denied doing anything wrong, despite the fact that the court reporter's audio tape of the trial contained a whooshing sound. <laughs> Furthermore, when jurors asked the judge about the sound, said he hadn't heard it, but he'd listen for it. All right, that's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, from the bonehead file, two Orange County residents came down with a rare lung infection, said public health officials, after eating raw, freshwater, sawagani crabs. Actually, the story's worse than that. They ate live crabs. These crabs, also called regal crabs, are consumed whole, either battered and fried or live. These imported crabs have been distributed to restaurants in at least 16 counties across California, <laughs> prompting health officials to warn people not to eat live crabs. You know, like that, you wouldn't think you'd have to warn people about a thing like that. We should note as a public service that medicine is available to combat this, uh, this illness, which if left untreated can migrate to other organs and last for years. People are urged to... Uh, uh, to report any symptoms to your physician if you've eaten live crabs. Hello? We can't resist editorializing that, you know, if you eat a live animal, you deserve bad things to happen to you. And from the Only in America file from the Week magazine, we have the following. A Chicago woman is suing a local shopping mall where she was allegedly attacked by a deranged squirrel. Marcy Meckler's suit said she just visited the Tiffany's franchise at the Old Orchard Shopping Center when, from nowhere, the rodent leapt up and attached itself to her leg. In the ensuing struggles, Meckler allegedly fell, causing unspecified injuries. She's seeking $50,000 from the mall for allowing the squirrel on its premises and failing, quote, to warn the plaintiff of the squirrel's presence, unquote. People wonder why foreigners think we're nuts. Let's do some updates on some stories we've talked about before. We predicted on this show a few weeks back that Pluto would be demoted, but in the wake of initial news reports uh, showing that the International Astronomical Union was uh, coming up with some compromise measures, we, we, we were surprised but uh, confused. When it was all over, they did what we thought they were going to do, demoted Pluto and decided that the solar system has eight real planets. We, uh, we have to admit we concur with this judgment. If the Earth was the size of a racquetball, our moon would be the size of a marble, but Pluto would only be about the size of a ball bearing. It never was much of a planet, so now they're going to call it a dwarf planet. Uh, I think what we'll do is talk about that at greater length in, in a future segment on a future show. But we do want to note, uh, in passing, that this was dealt with on Tuesday by the Insight Program, wherein host Jeffrey Callison interviewed the former 
KDVS radio host Michael Mercury on this topic. UCD astronomer Matt Richter was also interviewed from the astronomic perspective, but I got to say, for our money, we enjoyed Michael Mercury talking about Pluto's demotion from the astrological perspective. In fact, we have to take credit for having something to do with that. We, uh, we don't take a very high view of astrology on this program, as you well know, but uh, we, we do have a very good relationship with uh, the former uh, DJ Michael Mercury, and when, when Benjamin asked me on Monday when I was, I was sitting in for Mr. Callison if, we, if I could find him, I said I thought I could, and, and I did. So we're very pleased to have done our part to have, uh, to have brought those two hosts together. We hope that you perhaps got a chance to tune in on, on Monday at 2 o'clock uh, when I was sitting in for Jeffrey. We talked to Cheryl Dring of uh, Capital Public Radio, who is from Louisiana, about Katrina. We also spoke to former FBI Special Agent John Peterson about the bust back in 1984 that took place right here in Davis at a trailer park where Jerry Whitworth, a member of the Walker spy ring, was informed that the feds had his number. John Peterson has agreed to talk to, talk to us here on, on Radio Parallax about that very interesting event, and we will have him uh, as a guest in the next couple of weeks. But uh, we talked about Katrina, of course. Everyone talked about Katrina uh, last year. Follow-up one year later, Dateline Washington notes that the government awarded 70% of its contracts for Hurricane Katrina relief work without full competitive bidding, which wasted hundreds of millions of taxpayer dollars in the process, so said a House study released last week by the Democrats. Cheryl Dring, who is the music director over at KXJZ, had gone back to visit to her uh, former home. She lived in New Orleans for years, reported that residents are indeed furious over the inattention the city has received in regards to rebuilding. It is still chaos over there, and we'd refer you to uh, her interview by going to capradio.org slash insight and, and listening to Monday's show. All right, some more follow-up. Uh, former Radio Parallax guest Robert Greenwald, the film director who produced Walmart, The High Cost of Low Price, as well as Outfox, which he talked to us about, is now working for the Sierra Club to produce uh, some documentaries. Greenwald is working on Sierra Club Chronicles, a seven-part series which will be on satellite network Link TV, uh, profiling ordinary people tackling environmental problems in their communities. For more on that series, we'll refer you to sierraclub.org slash TV. I'm sure it's worthwhile. All right, and in spite the whining of the Wall Street Journal's editorial page, which seems to whine about just about everything that's progressive in this country, apparently uh, Hillary Clinton and others uh, said they were going to hold off on the uh, nomination of acting FDA head Andrew Von Essenbach to become the permanent head until they agreed to let Plan B hit the pharmacies of this nation. So they've done so for women over the age of 18. This is going to miss, of course, a lot of women who are underage, some of the ones who may need uh, this sort of contraception the most. But uh, the truth is, which is, seems to be lost in the shuffle, that a couple of birth control pills, any birth control pills, will pretty much do the same thing. In fact, all Plan B is, is a couple of birth control pills. The way uh, Plan B is being formulated, you get two pills, you take them 12 hours apart, each is equivalent to about 10 uh, uh, birth control pills, at least of the progesterone type. 
Doctors have reviewed this, and it appears to be extremely safe, and really, it's high time. And we really applaud the efforts of those who got this into America's pharmacies, and it appears that was done by some politicians doing some good for once. All right, also dealing with planetary science, a little bit closer to home than Pluto, Mars. We've talked about the fact there's an ongoing debate about whether there might be fossils in a Martian meteorite found in Antarctica. Well, the evidence has failed to convince as scientists 10 years after they announced in, in July of 1996 they thought they had evidence of life, fossil life, at least microbial life in a rock that we know came from Mars. Well, it turns out, according to New Scientist magazine, <laughs> the debate is heating up again. Microscopic analysis of channels from the Martian meteorite shows some structures that appear to be quite similar to those in Earth rocks, which are produced by bacteria. We're not sure this argument's going to carry the day, but we'd say that it's basically with five minutes left in the fourth quarter, we'd call it uh, non-life 28, life 14. We'll see what happens when the game's over. Uh, let's take a short break and afterwards come back and talk about uh, this great bit of graft and corruption <laughs> that's being contemplated in Sacramento, the stadium issue. You're listening to Radio Parallax. I'm Douglas Everett. This is KDVS 90.3 FM, Davis, Sacramento. Sacramento.